Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am here with an episode for anybody who is a solo against their will or at a level that is not as large as they want to be. Um, This is actually something that applies to all levels of scaling your business. But this concept is called dress for the job that you want. So the reason I wanted to take this is because it's something that everyone hears, especially when you're in the career world, right? So you dress for the job that you want. If you want to be the manager, you dress like the manager, you wear the suit, you get the expensive tie, blah, blah, blah. This is something that is accepted beyond the point of ever being questioned in our society. Yet, there are a lot of people that don't necessarily have a similar script for where they want to go with their business. So the kind of corollary that I want to draw is that there are levels of investment. If you want to think about where the next step is, and if you're a solo, maybe this is running a small firm. If you're a small firm, this is you know what somebody wants to be running a larger firm. And you have to think about the resources that those people have. I think that it is a pretty foolish venture to imagine that you're able to overtake somebody without having similar resources. And it doesn't necessarily have to be apples to apples. There are absolutely people that are larger competitors than you that are probably running things in a less efficient way, but we're not talking about a 99 versus 100 difference. For the most part too, when you're talking about teams that could be two, three, four times bigger than yours, the thought of making it to that level without having to be dramatically, you know, this is the thing too. everything that, you know, you have to make sure that you're not underestimating the competition, right? So, you know, if we're assuming that these people know what they're doing, you have to have similar resources if you want to reasonably expect to be where people are. And the thing is, similarly, that we would recommend somebody to overextend their budget a little bit in terms of buying an expensive suit or pantsuit or whatever. I don't know anything about women's fashion, guys. I'm really sorry, but... (laughs) (laughs) whatever that would entail if you're a lady listening to this episode, we have to expect to overextend ourselves temporarily in order to reach the next level, which is a very, very scary question to take into consideration, right? And I think a lot of people don't think about this because there's this idea that people can kind of just arbitrage their way to the top, which is absolutely not the case. So I actually came up with a term for this, and it's not that special, but I call it the uh, valley of burnout and despair, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if we're considering a investment, and this can be into something like marketing, this can be into something like a new hire, you're almost always going to be in a point where you're going to have less money, less time, less quality of life before you get to the point where you're on the other end, right? So using the example of a hire, for example, when you make a hire, it's going to take more time before it gets less time, right? Right you're going to be running a less profitable business while you're taking that salary on before it frees it up. But if you do things correctly, you should be coming out on the other end with somebody who's added capacity, added revenue if it's a revenue generating position and is making your life easier because they're doing hopefully something that you were doing well yourself and no longer having to do because they're doing it better than you. But if we're looking to have a lockstep moving forward in terms of time, profit, and money every single time, we're locked out from ever making that decision. Personally, I think this is probably the hardest for solos because when you're thinking about the amount of money that you're bringing in, sometimes it's not enough to feed another person. So, I mean, again, there's there's more options than ever today in terms of getting clever in terms of part-time help 
or outsourcing or paralegal services or that kind of stuff too. But still, we have to accept the basic premise that we have to give something up to get to the next level. So, and again, same thing with marketing. And, and the other thing too is I'm going to record a follow-on episode on this on the, the tension between fulfillment and marketing too. But again, there's a lot of ways to create this capacity to kind of take the edge off of this. Raising your price is one that I always really recommend. But we have to accept the fact that things are going to get worse before they get better. This is also probably a really good time to say, ask yourself, do I really want to get to the next level? I know a lot of times too, this is called the Law Firm Growth Podcast. So I assume you guys are listening to this for a reason. But, you know, just getting bigger for bigger sake doesn't always necessarily lead to more happiness. And, you know, why I wanted to open this about people who are at the size that they are against their will is because if you're happy with where you're at, then there's no need to go through the valley of doom. And, you know, the unfortunate reality is that you can keep going through these valleys of doom. And, you know, a lot of the times they don't get less scary and you keep going through these and all of a sudden, you know, you're running a you know billion dollar law firm. You know, that's that's what John Morgan did, <laughs> to be honest. But you're also able to hop off the merry-go-round at any time that you want and then just be in a position where you're collecting the profits and revenues and, you know, having the size of the firm that you want. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you have the situation where we've accepted the premise that we need to pay the toll time, money, sanity to get to the next level, we either have to decide that we want to pay the cost and get to the next level or accept that this is the level that we want to be at. And we want to make sure that we're making that decision before we go into the venture, because if you're in the middle of the valley of the doom, it's <laughs> or, uh, the valley of, uh, of frustration and despair. It's very easy to backwards rationalize that this isn't something that you wanted in the first place. And that's a very expensive place to be because you've essentially you know, bought all the ingredients baked half of the cake and then you throw it in the trash, which is just not a really good thing to do. And also just from a mindset perspective, there's a reinforcement. The more of these valleys that you end up crossing, the more confident you are in doing the next one. But if you go into the middle and you quit at the bottom, it sucks. Really good quote that I read from a book by Tim Grover, who is Michael Jordan's personal trainer. He said, you know, the goal of the next level takes you through hell. And if you quit in the middle, that's where you're going to stay, right? So we think about the bad hire, the wasted marketing program, you know, the coaching group that you never ended up leveraging the the assistance from, right? That is paying the cost, staying in hell because you ended up not actually taking advantage of those things. You didn't see it through to the end. So before you end up going through the valley, you have to absolutely decide whether it's something that you want to do. And when the going gets tough, you need to remind yourself why you want to do these things, right? So basically... One of the things I kind of want to go back to, and we have kind of used these these two terms simultaneously, but like one of the things I think about a lot too is the fulfillment side, because this is something that we've actually been dealing a little bit with case fuel, not a bad way, but basically there's always this, this dilemma of when do you end up hiring people? So I think there's kind of also a tension here too, because there's never a perfect time to hire. You're always going to be a little bit too early or you're going to be a little bit too late. It would be perfect where, you know, the moment that you add some capacity to your business, you magically have that calendars like 100% filled the moment that person's ready. But, you know, life is a little bit more lumpy than that, right? So we either have to bias towards making a hire too early or potentially risking making a hire too late. And I've heard these different philosophies, like, you know, talk about different places. Too. One of the things I've heard a lot from people that we uh, know in the agency world is you hire when it hurts. The drawbacks to that are, first of all, you're going to have less time. I think it's it's very stressful on the team. And there's a much higher chance that balls are going to end up dropped and you're going to have a worse client product, which is not something anyone wants to have. The flip side, if you hire too early, the biggest, most tangible risk, which is very, very easy to point to on a balance sheet, it's bad for your cash flow. <laughs> so, you know, overhead works on, on two levels. If you have somebody that has capacity and you're not able to fill it, and again, being in command of how much revenue you bring in makes that a lot easier. 
it's bad. And, you know, another thing that we ended up learning the hard way with um, kind of airing in that side last year, and this isn't something I've ever heard many people talk about, is that when you bring somebody into a work environment where there isn't a ton of work for them to do, they start developing horrible expectations of what your work culture is. And again, you can only, you know, obviously everyone has their their own onboarding thing for training, but again, like you can't have somebody doing busy work for two months and expect them to switch gears and become a high producer afterwards. They've, they've formed their opinions and passing you know, the first couple of weeks of doing this stuff. It's, you know, sometimes get really, really dangerous. So unfortunately there really isn't an answer for that. Objectively, I don't think there is a better way to do it. These days, I would actually probably lean on hiring when it hurts. But again, that's just kind of the mentality that we have over here. I think everyone has their own choice to make. The other thing too, is that it's possible to overclock a person in the team for a little bit, but not forever. I've mentioned this on the previous podcast before. I'm not a huge, you know, Gary V hustle culture type guy. But again, if you can have a targeted sprint and, you know, say that you're doing what you're doing, plus you're onboarding somebody for an hour a day and you can spread around the team a little bit, and that's not going to kill you. You have to do it for a month. But again, that's just kind of a decision that we've came to over the years. But pretty much to kind of go things full circle, right? We have to accept that we need to pay a little bit extra if we want to get to the next level, right? You got to dress for the job you want. You got to hire for the firm that you want to own. And as long as we understand what the costs are and we understand what the dangers are in terms of quitting before things are fully formed, we should be able to confidently move forward and make the investments that are going to be good for our business and take us to the next level. So I hope you guys found this useful and I will see you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.